This is Double Strength Mama Power. It's the Stuff Podcast. Remember when you used to leave your house with just a wallet? Now it's nappies, blankie, teddy, books and two changes of clothes. With no added sugars and Mumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk is one less thing to worry about. You know how when you want to cook a recipe like risotto and you look at one recipe and, and you haven't got all the ingredients and then so you find another one, you end up triangulating and making your own risotto. That's what we did with our risotto-based children. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and each risotto is different, the ingredients are different. Oh, Jesse Mulligan, he always makes me smile. We're going to be talking to him and his wife, Victoria, about parenting styles. Tui, are you rock, tree or paper? Are you playing games with me, Susie? No. (laughs) (laughs) These are three different styles of parenting or ways that you could describe them. So you've got Mm. the rock, who is very solid Mm -hmm. and quite strict Mm -hmm. and immovable. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the tree, which I guess is still firm and fair Mm -hmm. and a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more Mm. movement in the parenting style. It's like that kind of steadiness in the ground with the blooming and blossoming up above. Yeah, okay. And then you've got paper. Mm-hmm. Which, let's face it, you can crumple paper. Mm-hmm. So the kids tend to rule the roost a little bit more with paper. Right. So, oh, how interesting. Yeah. What about your parenting styles? What What would you be? Oh, I think I'd be a Christmas tree. <laughs> I love it. I do, because I think I've got that, you know, that strong steadiness with a little bit of paper decoration. This is Double Strength Mama Power. Kia ora koutou. Now, when it comes to parenting, style matters. And we're not talking about designer label baby bags or the kind of stroller you're pushing. It's about the way you interact with your child. And that can sometimes be quite different to your co-parent, which can be a bit of a shock for some couples. So how do you make your parenting styles sync and keep your partnership intact? To discuss this, we have a couple who are proud parents to three gorgeous beings with another one on the way. Victoria Mulligan is a public health consultant specialising in the prevention of non-communicable diseases in the Pacific and New Zealand. Her husband Jesse fronts RNZ's afternoon show, after which he jumps on his bike to get up to TV3 to be the nightly co-host on the project. Jesse, Victoria, welcome. When you got together, did you ever talk about parenting styles before you started having children? Not a million years. We had talked about having children and we thought that we might have some difficulty with that and um, didn't. But then it just happened and then it kept happening. (laughs) And happening and happening and congratulations, you're on to number four now. Uh, We've worked out how it happens. (laughs) Yes, very good. (laughs) I want to make that clear. And you're obviously still very happy about that. It's not a mystery to us. (laughs) We worked it out. (laughs) We've spotted a pattern. Someone told us, a good friend of mine said, you can only ever imagine one more child than you currently have. So that's sort of how it's been for us, really, right? Yeah, yeah. I agreed to one child, and then here we are. (laughs) They just keep ticking over. What would be your favourite thing about parenting? I haven't thought about that before. I love having love in our household. Love's a great thing. I grew up with love. The more children you have, the more love you have to give, and the more love you receive. So that's corny way of explaining what makes me happy about being a parent. How about for you, Victoria? Uh, I like seeing the dynamics between the kids. So I like that you've made these beautiful creatures that are just divine and then they're divine in their own right and then you see them 
talk to each other. Like even the first words I remember they said to each other, the first time they said each other's name, I remember being like, yeah, the first time oh you my s- goodness. The first time you see them relating to each other without your involvement is kind of yeah. special, right? And then as they go older, hearing the conversations, hearing what they talk <laughs> about, I just, I, I just find that gorgeous. Do your parenting styles take the path of your jobs? So are you more the communicator, Jesse, and are you the more manager of it all, Victoria? I would say you're definitely the manager of, of, <laughs> of it all, yeah. But uh, but she's a, uh, she's not an autocrat, you know. She takes feedback from her employees. <laughs> so, um, Jessie, can you put your uh, hands over your ears just for a moment? Were you surprised at Jessie's parenting skills? I always knew he'd be a, a great parent. I've got, like, much younger sisters, and he was always really sweet with them when they were wee. Um, but... With his own, he's he's amazing. I mean, he's hands-on and he's engaged and he's thoughtful. But he's always been thoughtful, so I sort of expected that he would be that sort of parent that thought everything through and took it all very seriously. And so I guess in that respect, it wasn't that surprising, but it's been wonderful because he is as great as I sort of had hoped he would be. Jesse, what does hands-on mean for you? Yeah, um, having an equal part in decision-making, uh, not having... Mum's jobs and dad's jobs. You change as many nappies. Yeah, Yeah, and he's been that way through them all, actually. Would you say that you were uh, rock, paper or tree? I I came out as tree and then I did it answering as Jesse and he he came out as tree as well, which wasn't really surprising. Two trees. Two Two trees. trees. Okay, so let's explain what a tree is. It sets boundaries, I think, pretty pretty firm on setting boundaries, but within the boundaries listens and communicates and takes feedback. Of the three different parenting styles, that would really be the ideal, wouldn't it? Because a rock is really, don't, doesn't budge, very, very strict and, you know, you have to play by the rules. And paper, you just let the kids run wild. Mm. So being a tree is a little bit of both. And, and that was by design. Before the baby had arrived, Victoria had read every single book there was about newborn babies and me as well. Like, I didn't do the hardcore reading, but I was all about, let's find out exactly how to do this, mm-hmm. and then we'll do it exactly the way that the books tells us to do. There were probably elements of books that um, worked better for certain children. Yeah. But you, there's you know no how, one way. You know how when you want to cook a recipe like risotto, and you look at one recipe and, and you haven't got all the ingredients, and then so you find another one you got, and so you end up triangulating and making your own risotto. That's what we did with our risotto-based children. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> and each risotto is different. The ingredients are different. Yeah, so right now, Jesse, you're a real foodie, aren't you? Yeah. What about the kids? Because that can be bring out a certain parenting style when it comes to food. Yeah. Victoria is incredible with this, and I take no credit for this. This is probably the one, one of the areas in which we diverge because I'm more conservative. I know they're going to eat this, so let's cook this. Whereas Victoria has pushed, pushed, pushed them to to eat everything, and now they do. Oh, great. It's amazing. So when you say pushing, what does that mean, Victoria? Are you, you have to eat that before you can leave the table, or...? No, but if I make a dinner, that's dinner. I'm not making four different dinners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it did take a bit of getting there, eh? Yeah, you, you definitely. Get better. Like, Hazel, I remember there was a time that we were convinced that all she would eat was Marmite toast, and so you thought for a moment there, well, maybe I've just got a Marmite toast daughter. We found that tomato sauce was a particularly <laughs> good food group that covered everything, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do you ever use the carrot of dessert when it comes to, to dinner? Um, not, not really. We do, we are a dessert family. Probably, I think, five out of seven nights the kids would have dessert, but dessert for them is frozen berries mm. and, and plain yoghurt. <laughs> so, 
the miserable households. No, but the thing is, you've got all the natural Eat your broccoli or you won't get your natural <laughs> yogurt and frozen berries, everyone. Are you the, the treat giver? No, I don't think so. No? No. We're, we're pretty... We got lucky, really. We are really similar in, in style, and so there will be times when one of us will start to waver, but not for long, really. We come back and, you know, I can't remember any real major arguments about a decision that we were going to make about our children's upbringing, mm. which is a real blessing. Oh, definitely. Your parenting styles, are they perhaps a result of your parents' parenting styles? I think it can't be anything but, really. We did we did talk about it. I think Jess and I were similar in that both of our upbringings, we were showered with love, you know, and we both grew up thinking that we were yeah. very special people. <laughs> <laughs> the mistaken impression that, <laughs> that we were different to everyone else. <laughs> yeah. My mum was so supportive of me that even anything that could happen in the outside world, I would just think, well, that's just some anomaly because clearly, you know, I'm... I'm God's gift. I mean, I did grow out of that, I'm pleased to say, but um, that kind of unconditional love from a parent, I think, does you heaps of favours. Oh, certainly. So we've got all that. I, I think less of the boundaries, rules stuff, I don't think we necessarily got that off our parents, but definitely the, the home of love. Best parenting advice that you've ever been given, what would that be? That everything passes, the good and the bad things, which I think is quite important because you get so many like tough tough, tricky things, particularly when they're little, you know, when you're up in the middle of the night and you're trying to get them back to sleep and just knowing that that passes, you know, that that is a phase and it, that won't be the rest of your life. Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Mm. The bad stuff or the good stuff. Mm. One piece of advice that I was given by my mother-in-law was that if you did disagree on something, that you take your disagreement out of the room and then come back as a united front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that doesn't often come up at the age our children are, really. But I could imagine, you know, as they're getting older, our eldest is eight years old. So, you know, if, for example, she's reading a book at the moment that is meant for nine to 13-year-olds. Mm -hmm. So we have kind of chatted about it together and come to the view that she can put that book aside for a couple of years before she comes back to it. Like That would have had it been a tricky conversation to have with her there. Mm. And you and I had to work out how we felt about it and talk it out. Yeah, there'll be times where one of the kids will ask me something and I, I genuinely will think I need to have a chat with Jessie about that before I make a decision. Mm. And they're pretty used to me saying, I'll talk to Dad and then we'll get back to you and we'll have a chat about it in the morning. And I think it's good also for the kids to see that it's not just me making the decisions and that it's, you know, Dad's just as involved as, as Mum. Definitely. How about the best advice that you could give a parent? I, I think always have someone on your side, have, have a teammate. And I don't necessarily, it always needs to be your husband, it could be your mother or your mother-in-law or a best friend. But certainly in the early days with, with my kids, you know, there are times where you're so sleep deprived and we're both problem solvers, so you're trying to figure out how to fix something and just having someone on your side to say, it'll be fixed and if it's not fixed today, it'll be fixed tomorrow, it'll be fixed yeah. next week and I'm here and I just tell me what you need. Sure. If we're, go if we're going through like a tough, Thing. It is incredibly reassuring for me to hear Victoria say to me, I'll get over it. It's only going to last a couple of days. And I sort of know that, but it's really nice to hear that from someone. Lucky that we're that person for each other, but if you're not, if you're radically different styles, then having somebody who can be the more sane version of you during a stressful moment is sure. huge. Bit of a tag team. Yeah, and you've both got such busy lives. How do you juggle it all? How do you make it all happen? 
calendars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think very that's Victoria. Helpful. Victoria is the, is the manager of making sure it all gets done. Yeah. With very public profile for you, Jesse, and also for you, Victoria, do you feel uncomfortable when you're heading out with the family? Is there any extra pressure put on you? For, I think for the most part, with GC, people are really sweet, so they'll they'll come up and say, "Hi, we really like what you're doing. We like your show," and that's really nice. And he'll always say thanks and we'll move on. And then there's been a few instances where people really want to have a chat, yeah. <laughs> and we'll be in the middle of you know family breakfast or sure. And that's I find that quite tough. But again, Jess is pretty firm on saying, "Hey, this isn't really something I can talk about now with my family." Like when I'm with my kids out, I like to have my head down. Although I generally in my life I enjoy people coming up and saying hello or, you know, I've seen you on the TV or listen to the radio or whatever. I actually I get a bit grumpy about it when I'm with my kids, like a school drop-off and that sort of thing. Probably exactly. unreasonably dr- grumpy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's early. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, it's, it's your time too. It's your special time to be able to say those goodbyes and yeah. hey, have a great day and all yeah, those yeah, sorts yeah. of things. Hey, well, look, we have really enjoyed our chat with you today too, so thank you so much for giving your time. Thanks, Susie. And all the best with the arrival of number four. Very exciting. Are you available for babysitting? Um, or tell you what, I've got somebody who's turning 14 who is desperate to babysit. So right. between us, I'm sure we'll be able to help out. <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. Potato, 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 tomato. A girlfriend had a baby and as we arrived to go and see her, her partner was coming out of the driveway and warned us that she was feeling quite emotional. So we went down and sat with her. It took me back. I'd forgotten how that felt, the absolute shock of it all. And I said to her, I know, you just don't eat. You just have to take the baby everywhere with you now. <laughs> she couldn't believe she couldn't just leave it with her partner. And she was still completely indignant about having to take the baby with her. That was just another one of our wonderful parenting pop-ups. I'm loving hearing these, much as I loved hearing from Jessie and Victoria. It's amazing to me that they seem to be, and are, I think, so cohesive and have such a, a united parenting style. Mm. What do you think? What do well, you think? I think the communication that they have as parents between themselves is fantastic. Mm. And that's something that we try and do, Steve and I, mm-hmm. my husband. It's a little bit hard, the hours that we keep as parents mm. with our jobs and things like that, and try and keep one step ahead of the kids can mm. often be a challenge. How about you and Hamish? Well, look, we're very united in terms of our values, and I think that's what I heard throughout uh, Jesse and Victoria's conversation, especially where he talked about love and growing up feeling special. I think it's so important as parents when you're parenting together to have those shared values, but then you can parent differently. And I would say that my husband and I uh, do parent differently. He was brought up by two parents who are lawyers, and, you know, that comes from a place of right and wrong. Hamish, in his parents, is much more clear around boundaries and what's right and wrong. Um, So maybe he's got a bit more of the rock in him. I like to go deeper and and talk with the girls about exploring their feelings and what's going on. And I think that can sometimes frustrate my husband. Mm. And and that's actually great. That's a little bit of the the yin-yang because... Sometimes if I kind of get too caught up in the stories and the feelings, he can pull me back and say, hang on a minute, you know, actually we're the parents, let's just make a call here, um, whatever that call may be. So I think that's um, it's really important to have those two things. Definitely, definitely. You grow with your child, you go mm. through the stages with them. Once you get to the teenage years, the boundaries that are being pushed mm. and the situations that those children are going to find themselves in 
are a lot more intense mm. and they're a lot harder. So you actually have to be that rock for them. Right. Keep those boundaries. It's great to have names for these styles so that you can start to understand what you're doing and how you're behaving. But they they don't define us, do they? No, they don't. And we don't have to be that all the time. Would you say you are more one or the other of these styles we're talking about? I am. I would like to think of myself as a tree. Mm. I do have the tendency to become a rock and become a little bit more strict. Mm. There are certain things around social media that we will mm, not allow to point. take place. Yes, but that's point. because of their safety and uh, their happiness. Mm. But um, you still need to be able to bow to the wind. Mm. Oh, totally. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, we practice the tree pose. So <laughs> I'm very familiar with being a tree. We're going to have a wonderful, mindful moment with you in just a moment, aren't we, Tui? We are indeed. Love That's it. right. But first, how about a word from our sponsor? You're just about to leave the house. Now, what was that one last thing you were going to pack? Even though we can't make up for the lack of sleep or lapse in concentration, we can reassure you of the care that goes into the development of our Ann Mum toddler milk right here in New Zealand. Ann Mum, you've got this. So we've covered a huge number of attributes in parenting today. Um, I would describe some of the attributes we've heard, such as gentle, connected, thoughtful, as yin styles. And then we've heard of more masculine yang styles, such as being strong, dynamic and decisive. Now, none of us are exclusively one or the other. We all have elements of yin and yang. At times we need to be more gentle and yin. Other times we need to hold firmly yang. In yoga, yin is said to relate to the left side of the body and yang the right. The ideal is to have equanimity, a balance between both sides, and there's a particular breathing practice called Nadi Shadan that moves breath up and down alternative nostrils to bring the body back to balance. So let's try it now. Using your right hand, gently close your index and middle finger together. That's the pointer and middleman to those of you with toddlers. Bring them to rest on your forehead, just between your eyebrows. Bring your thumb to rest gently on your right nostril. Ring finger to rest on your left nostril. We're going to close off our nostrils alternatively as we breathe. If you have a blocked nose or you don't like the idea of doing this, you can just visualize the breath flowing up and down each side of your nose. Okay, now wherever you are on your breath cycle, let's take a full exhale out together and close your eyes. Now using your ring finger, close your left nostril and inhale through your right. Using your thumb, close your right nostril and exhale through left. Keeping left open, inhale through left. Close your left, exhale through right. That's one full round, returning us to where we began. Let's do another one together. Keeping left closed, inhale through right. Close right, exhale left. Keep right closed, inhale left. Close left, exhale right. It's another full round. Now this time is yours to do one more full round now in your own time. Now when you're finished, just take a moment to notice how you feel. Perhaps you feel more centred, maybe more grounded. 
course, the more rounds of breath you do, the more deeply centred you'll feel. And five rounds is my recommendation. That'll take you only a couple of minutes. As I mentioned, you don't even have to use your hands and block your nostrils. You can simply visualise the breath going up and down each nostril. So you can do it anywhere, bringing calm to car rides, use it to keep even tempered during supermarket meltdowns, been there, done that, used my Nadi Shadan. And a final little tip, if you've been a little bit too strong and dynamic with your children, maybe you've just lost your cool with your littlies, and you want to prioritise those lovely yin qualities, start and finish this practice with your left nostril. Or if you've been too soft and need to strengthen your resolve, start and finish on the right. Tui, that feels so good. Good. That's oh, the whole point. Yes. <laughs> and... My, my lungs feel clearer. Mm. My whole head feels clearer. Mm. Why, why are we going through one nostril and then out the other mm. and, and cycling it around? What, what, what does that do? So we have two main channels of energy up and down our spine, one on the left, one on the right. And what it does in breathing through alternate nostrils is it starts to bring those together and balance those two channels of energy and bring you into equanimity. So it's a, it's a beautiful practice for balance. And something like that can actually clear a blocked nose, can't it? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, no? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know. Oh. I've never tried to unblock my, my nose from okay. doing that. Well, we'll get, I'll have to experiment and give it a go. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> what I love too is that breath takes you right down into your uh, diaphragm, which mm. is where we really need to be breathing Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yep. Deep belly breath. Mm. I wonder if we could share that with Emily Wrights when she comes in next week. Oh, look, I bet, well, I don't bet, I know from reading so many of her blogs that she has tried just about everything to get her children to sleep. And I have loved reading all of her writing. She's so real. She is so raw. So I cannot wait to talk to her about sleep. So we're going to finish this episode with a love wrap, courtesy of Jesse Mulligan. Love, 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 yeah, love, yeah, love, yeah. Love, I love, 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 having love in our household. Love, love's a great thing. Love, love, love's a great thing. Love, love's a great thing. And I grew up with love, love, stop. Love's a great thing. Love, the more love you have to give, love, and the more love you receive. Love, so that makes love, me happy about being a parent. Yeah. Love, love's a great thing. Love, love, love's a great love, thing. Love, love's a great thing. Love, and I grew up with love. One day you'll miss it, you know. The early morning wake-ups and jumping into bed snuggles. The bath times and bedtimes and story reading routine. The meal times and wipe-ups and general racket of a busy house. So enjoy it while it lasts. And Anne Mum Pedia Pro 3 will be right there with you. And Mum, you've got this.